Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Fightful's The Hump with uh, Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp. Fightful.com. Yeah, yeah. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is September 27, 2023. It's time for the hump. Jimmy, how you doing? Doing good, Sean Rossap. You know what I found today? Uh, your YouTube play button that is uh, right there. I did find that. I did find that. Right there. I was doing a little bit of tidying up, and I hadn't seen this in probably two years. Yeah. Look at this. Oh, brother. Look at that. Oh, brother. What an artifact. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Anybody who's watched this for a while, you know what this is about. Look at that. I hadn't My seen God. it so long. There it is. Beauty. Listen to this. Like Speaking of uh, people who have been around for a long time, I felt like uh, making this a bit of a surprise, but uh, WWE announced their Australia pay-per-view in yep. February, and I had a little conversation with a person who used to be a Fightful named Anna Bowert, and... Uh, as things stand, it looks like she's going to be covering that show for us in traditional Anna Bauer fashion. I'm very excited about that. Is she going to do one of her videos for us? I think she's going to be doing, like, if they do scrums there or, or junkets, she's going to be doing the junkets. Wow, does and she still follow wrestling? No, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. but if you go back and look at her work, like every single person on the roster from Australia, we've got an interview with her doing of them in the past too, from where she worked the scene back there. So I knew Bronson Reed uh, for sure. Who else? Yeah. Uh, Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller uh, too. Yeah. Even Steph Delander. Like really? Uh, really? I believe maybe even unfortunately Shaza, but um, <laughs> we should repurpose some of this stuff. And, and honestly uh, I used to love Anna's work because she puts so many hours into her videos and I used to feel kind of bad because we were still a new outlet and yeah. we, didn't, we didn't have the kind of numbers that we have now. I think that if she had been doing that now, they would have blown be doing up. great numbers. Yeah. yeah. It'd be yeah. doing great numbers. She's, she's such a talented woman. Funny enough. So when people apply for jobs at Fightful and I consider them, I do my background checks because I don't want to hire a Nazi. 
And I did my background check on Anna, who wanted to do transcript work for us. And I found a, a monologue she did, an acting monologue about abortion, <laughs> where she was acting as if she had one and was, I was like, oh my God, she is a phenomenal actress. I have got to put her on screen somewhere. I'm a big, like, true crime guy. Like, I love watching true crime stuff. I hadn't realized that I had watched several shows she had been in on Investigation Discovery in the past where she had starred in those episodes in, in the past. So, uh, I, man, I, I love Anna Bauer. She was wonderful. We always do like a birthday catch up video call because our birthdays are the same week. Uh, but we waited about a month this year because we were both very busy and uh, it, it was really good. And obviously I am not making that trip over to Australia. It is 30 something plus hours. But I was like, man, it'd be great if we could have Anna do some stuff there. Very, she cool. Was, very cool. She was so happy to do it. And we're, we're happy to have her do that. Uh, very, very happy. And we're happy to have all of you. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. Please subscribe. Uh, tap that bell for notifications. You can also join our membership thing that I don't mention a lot, but we've been posting a lot of archive podcasts, behind the scenes footage. I'm going to do a tour of my little background on here as well. I'm going to do a studio tour when I get that finished. But Anakin says, does Jade get a name change or does she keep hers? So that's going to be a thing that we are talking about pretty heavily on this show, Jimmy jade cargill to aew we encourage you guys get your super chats get your humper chats in i got one plug before this uh we got a special offer on fightful select right now fightfulselect.com is our patreon platform where you get exclusive news like jade cargill leaving aew for wwe like stone cold steve austin returning to wrestling after 19 years like cody rhodes leaving AEW, cm punk coming back to wrestling any number of those da uh, daniel bryan leaving wwe broken the biggest stories in pro wrestling for the last several years and right now we are finally offering annual memberships and through next monday uh we are offering 15 percent off which is basically two months free when you get a a full year of fightful select that will go down after next monday so go ahead, subscribe for a full year of Fightful Select, and you'll get a bit of a discount. But if you're here right now, get those super chats in, get those humper chats in. But Jimmy, the number one thing on your list better be Jade Cargill. What else would it be? Of course it's Jade Cargill. Probably something else that Fightful Select broke. FightfulSelect.com. Best $5 in the business. Best $51 a year in the business right now, Jimmy. Yeah, there you go. At least until Monday. So, uh, you know, for for the last couple of years, whenever anybody would have the conversation, who from AEW would be a better fit in WWE and who from WWE would be a better fit in AEW? On the AEW side, Jade Cargo was always at the top of that list, I think. Always. Because she just always was more about the entertainment side of pro wrestling than the in-ring. And she's going to do big things in WWE uh, not just her aesthetic, but the physicality aspect. Can you imagine her and Rhea Ripley and her and Bianca and her and Charlotte Flair? Like these are going to be some big matches. Um, first thing I'll ask you about right out of the shoot, they apparently have already decided on a brand raw or SmackDown. She says they've decided on a brand. My gut tells me SmackDown cause it's a bigger audience. What are your thoughts? Uh, where do you think she'd fit better at this stage and who needs her more? NXT is where I think she's going to be going. <laughs> Really? Because I, I thought they, it was indicated that she's going to go to the main roster. 
I mean, she's spending time at the performance center. She's training at yeah. the PC. Sure, but, but I, I, thought... I think that we'll probably see some sort of some integration there because I don't think that it is an accident that they mentioned the performance center and they are really, really trying to increase those NXT viewership numbers. And they brought her in with a lot of hype and, and, you know, we were asked by Anakin, what do we think that the name is going to be? I think it's going to be Jade Cargill. They announced her as Jade Cargill. She's Jade Cargill, et cetera. Is, is that thank her real name? Do you know what her real name is? Yeah, that's her real name. Okay. And thank you to Kim Gay Gray for uh, changing your fightful membership uh, for a year. But as KE775 says, do you think we see Jade on Sunday confront the NXT Women's Champion or do you think she's Raw or SmackDown bound? She need she's got to learn how to work at a high level. I mean, I heard that from top wrestlers in WWE that were like, we're glad to have her, but she's got to be able to work. Got to be able to work, and that's the place to go. So Jeff Hawkins, another guy who, you know, long history with Fightful, did a show with me and Anna. Brought up, like, you know, a lot of people said that the thing that kept Jade from the top levels of AEW was her in-ring work. Well, now... They got about eight to ten people in WWE that are probably better than the top one or two in AEW. Right. And that's good and bad for Jade because, one, she's got to keep up with them. But also, if she can't keep up with them, they're going to be able to mask it a whole lot better than, than what they would have been before. Now, I think maybe had Mercedes been in AEW, that might not have been the case. I think Mercedes is probably like a dream, perfect, ideal opponent for Jade Cargill considering size, style, and all that. But I look at people like Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Bailey and Rhea Ripley and and just Tegan Knox, like and I'm I go okay, well they are going to be able to mask a lot of deficiencies if she still has those. But also WWE is going to put an incredible amount of resources into making sure that she can work on the television level. Sure. Now I'm not I'm not going to go as far as to say yes, I know she's going to go to Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. But if I were them, I would. I would go the NXT route because it's very clear she has some buzz about her. And I I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if it would move the needle on Raw or SmackDown, and that's not a shot at her. But on NXT, I think it would definitely move the needle because we have seen a direct correlation to Judgment Day and Becky Lynch moving the needle on NXT, which uh, we're going to have more on on Fightful Select this week. Yeah. Well, I thought the optics of her announcement were very interesting yesterday mm -hmm. because. They had a major sports outlet, ESPN, announce it, plus they issued a press release. Obviously, we know about the connection between ESPN and Endeavor, but it's not, offer, it's not often that WWE announces a contract signing in such grandiose fashion. And it's a clear indication of where they see her in terms of her star potential. But I want to ask you this. Do you think that a major reason why they did this big, grandiose public announcement of her signing is because she was a former AEW star and they want to send the message that they can lure people over? Like, do you think that had anything to do with them yeah. being so grandiose about this whole thing? Of course. Um, this is the same thing that I had mentioned about Cody last year. I felt it was very, very important that they protect Cody in general, just because it was smart business. But also, if you want to say, hey, people in AEW, here's what you can have if right. you move over here. And that crossed regimes, Jimmy. Like, even under Vince McMahon, Cody Rhodes was booked good. Booked redundantly, sure. Now we're at a point to where it's like, what is this holding pattern that we're seeing with Cody Rhodes? But at least he's winning. He's prominently featured. He's treated like a star. He's, he's selling tickets. He's a proven draw. I think that was very important. I think if it were anybody but Cody, 
I wonder how a lot of things would have went. But because it was Cody, and obviously Cody had a hand in in the early formation of Jade Cargill in AEW, I think that's that's pretty good. They took somebody who we we knew we knew what they were in AEW and made him even better. And now they're taking somebody that reached some heights in AEW, but we were always like, I wonder if she can reach more heights. For sure. And now they're they're hopefully doing something grandiose with her as well. Yep, for sure. I want to talk about the interview she did. She did an interview yesterday with the Ringer Wrestling Show. And she really put over WWE in a major way. She she called WWE the grander stage. She said there's no grander stage than WWE. She said she felt like this was always the mission. She said it was a no-brainer. She didn't have any second thoughts. And that, again, takes me back to the interview she did a few weeks ago where she said there's no place she'd rather be than AEW. And what I'm wondering now is if she said that deliberately to increase her leverage and potentially her asking price with WWE. She so, knew when her contract was up. Exactly. Do you think that was a mentality? I'm going to say in this interview, I don't want to leave because I want them to hear it. Cause it sounds like that was the purpose. Yes. She's a very smart woman. I think that's exactly what she did, but I mean, I that, so that's too. my hunch again. I think that's very, very clear. Um, I think it's very clear uh, that she knew what she was doing. I want to ask you another thing. Optic wise. This show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, obviously, last week, WWE did a bunch of releases, and they laid off office staff as well. And a week later, here they are doing this big announcement of a multi-year signing. Have you heard of any negative reaction in the locker room? Uh, in terms of the timing, because it seems like it's been generally positive. Like all these top wrestlers are are public saying, you know, great, welcome aboard kind of thing. 
So do you notice that the temperature is basically positive or uh, is there some negative sentiment because they just did a bunch of layoffs? It's not good. I mean, there were, there was a very sarcastic tone around the, the, the first layoff meeting and like Vince saying that they had stagnated and stuff like that. And then the talent cuts too. like the, a lot of the top wrestlers that I even talked to were like, these people didn't have a chance. Like they didn't, they, they were never booked. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. It was, uh, one of those things where it was uh, where it was like, well, how can they get over if they're not on TV? For I, sure. But what I'm saying is, was there any negative sentiment to them doing this massive announcement of a new signing after not just really, a bunch of people? No, not really. Cause they knew that they know that signings are going to come and go. And, and I mean, there were a lot of people that were like, well, are they even going to keep doing signings? How will that work with Endeavor? And this is at least a positive sign. Okay. And that Good way to look at it. Okay. Let's get uh, some of these super chats, humper chats. Darren says, if AEW stopped doing house shows, have not heard any news on them. Yeah, they have. Uh, they got collision now, so they just moved away from that. Do you think that the hidden away hires uh, from WWE debut now, post-merger and the Jade announcement, AOP, Ellering, Carlito, etc.? I think we got to be getting closer. I think that Nia Jax kind of opened the floodgates for that, uh, is what I believe. And uh, about damn time, too. Marquis says sports key. Well, let me tell you, first off, sports key probably didn't report shit. Uh, <laughs> they probably picked it up from somebody else. They said report that triple H want Bo to carry on Bray's legacy in the company. Any insight? Um, they will not have Bo do that unless Bo wants to do that. But Bo is still under contract, but I couldn't find that on sports key to anywhere. Uh, I see an article from a month ago where people are saying that that should happen. I see some less than reputable sources tweeting uh, about that but i don't see anything from anyone reputable whatsoever implying that not saying it's not happening but i ain't seen that from anybody worthwhile when does jade cargill show up on wwe tv i would have her sitting in bakersfield uh ringside at no mercy right before the tiffany stratton becky lynch match jimmy and maybe even get into the ring and congratulate the winner I would love that. I think that makes an awful lot of sense. Everybody Um, knows who she is. I mean, they know. So Amir says any interest in Ricky Starks from WWE. I mean, yeah, they can, they've got interest in dozens and dozens of AEW talent. It's just a matter of being able to get them. What do you think will be the new era of AEW? That's pretty, that's a pretty ominous thing. We're going to spend some time on that in a little bit crazy. So I want to get to these other super chats, but we are going to spend time for that time on that. Uh, which of the top WWE guys that don't like CM Punk would be open to have a conversation with him if he were to come back? Well, I mean, from what I understand, a lot of the top guys, like honestly, a lot of the top guys just don't like him. As far as the who would be open having a conversation with him, that's not for me to say. I mean, Seth Rollins has been very, very transparent. And Ryan says, hey, Sean, with Seth saying he's the best in the world during his promo on Raw, is that a coincidence? Are they hinting at a Punk return? Do you think that was any type of hint or do you think that was a shot at Punk? A shot. I do too. He I, does I, not like CM Punk. It is not a work. He does not like CM Punk. So I, I think that if anything was to be discussed with Punk, I don't think Rollins would be in the know yet. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that's something he'd be aware of. I also think that Rollins is a pro. And if, if Hunter were to go to him and say, hey, we're thinking you and Punk at Mania, I think Rollins would do it. I think he's a pro. Yeah. But I think uh, he's a pro too. But I don't think he would. If, if there's any discussions, I don't think Rollins would be privy to that at this point. KE775 says, question on Boogs. He got injured when Vince was still in power, returned after Vince forced his way back. Uh, so an assumption, he's, if he's going to call out Triple H, uh, Vince could have had him booked. 
Well, I mean, yeah, that's what he was saying. He was pretty well saying Vince booked me, Triple H didn't. But, I mean, he tore his leg and knee to shreds. Like, it had nothing to do with Triple H there. I mean, Triple H was, was you know, kind of booking once he came back from injury. But, like, listen, if this guy doesn't realize if Vince wanted him on the show over the past six months, he would have been on the show. That, that's the long and the short of it. If Vince wanted it, Vince would have hate. We used to see this a lot, Jimmy. The, well, Vince liked me, but no, he didn't. Or else you'd be there. If Vince liked you, you would be there. That's that is the, the, the that's the whole book. Page one, chapter one. If Vince liked you, you'd be there. He makes the call. It is up to him. If Vince tomorrow, this Friday on SmackDown, wants Rick Boogs to get re-signed, come back, <laughs> and beat Roman Reigns for the world championship, that's what's happening. Well, maybe not. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is what's happening. You think Roman would go for that? It, it doesn't matter if Roman would go for that. He could strip <laughs> him of the damn title if oh, Vince wanted. That's true. Like he's, It is up to Vince. The, that's whether or not anybody went with it. It's up to him to make that decision. You know, two things on this. The first thing is Boogs has got to be well aware of the fact that Vince was changing creative. He's got to yes. know that, right? So that is a foolish thing to say. The other thing I want to say to Rick Boogs, I don't know if he's ever going to see this podcast. If he ever sees this podcast, if you want to continue working in the wrestling business, keep your damn mouth shut. There's no benefit to shitting on Triple H. There's no benefit, man. What do I always say yeah, to but you, I mean, we, we have we have seen people like Road Dog and Billy Gunn who did have close relationships with Triple H. Sure. And they said some horrible shit about Triple H. Sure. I mean, and, and the, you know, like you said, they're close enough to him. Maybe they even hit him up afterwards and told him, but Boogs doesn't have that standing. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't, I don't think that he buried Triple H. He just mentioned when Vince was out of power. Like, I don't think he said anything that out of pocket. I just think it wasn't correct. I All think, right. that, like, I don't think that he did anything that was, particularly harmful to his career. I mean, the, uh, look at all the shit the OC did for the love of God, <laughs> the good brothers. And they were outside of WWE. I think I other think, talent did a smarter job. A, lo a lot of other talent posted on social media. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. But I you mean, know, that's the route you, that you I would go. You don't owe them that. Thank you anymore. You're out there getting buzzed for yourself. You're right. You're right. But like, it depends on where you are in terms of like, if you're Dolph Ziggler, Dolph sure. Ziggler, I think can write his own ticket. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, Boog's not necessarily. So I, I think if I was him, I would have gone in a different direction. That's just my opinion. CM says, what do you think the odds are we see Sexton Hardcastle in AEW soon? <laughs> That's my guess for TK's new era quote, along with Monet. Uh, I don't think we see Sexton Hardcastle. That is a stupid ass name. It's a terrible name. They aren't going to do it. But Jimmy, Jimmy, did you see Kate's tweet today? Yes, I did. I saw Kate's tweet today. I'm going to go ahead and, and pull it up here because I thought it was honestly brilliant. Like, I think it would be uh, really, really a funny way to start a feud, too. Like, even, even uh, a short feud would be something like this. It says, Edge enters the AEW ring. Tremendous pop. He goes, my Edge days are over. From now on, you can call me. And then Roderick Strong comes out and says, Adam! I think that is brilliant. Even if she meant it in jest, I think that's a great way to like introduce somebody to their new name in a way that would be good for AEW. You set up his first match. It's against Roderick Strong. 
blah, blah, blah. You do that. So I'm probably not the right person to ask about this because I'm not like the core target audience. I understand how that would be amusing to maybe the core audience. I think for Edge's first program, it would not be marquee enough. That's marquee just my enough. Opinion. It happened on a dynamite. So you'd have his first match, like the week he returns on dynamite. Like be his the first... week he returns. You can build it for two weeks or, or collision or something like that. Yeah, I guess you got to pop those collision numbers, buddy. You're trying to get re-upped. They want to I mean, be with WBD forever. Yeah, I don't just, oh, it sounds like they might be. Yeah, and I don't disagree with the collision numbers thing. I agree with you on that. Yeah. What else we got here? Oh, also, what do you think the odds are that we, I think Edge is headed to AEW, and Mercedes is headed to AEW, unless something catastrophic happens. Um, if Vince was ousted from his chairman role, big if, do you think that he would sell his shares? Can't see him keeping his shares when he has no role anymore. Jimmy, that is a you question. I forgot about this topic, man. I forgot about it. So uh, I think it was about a week ago that word came out that Endeavor uh, basically eliminated the lockup period on Vince's shares. I totally forgot about this. So, so I'll put this in layman's terms for people. Whenever there's a merger, if you're an existing shareholder, you can't sell your shares until you pass the lockup period on the shares. And it's usually between 90 and 180 days is, is typical. With Vince's shares, there was no lockup period which means that he can sell them anytime he wants. And then on top of that, Endeavor filed something with the SEC, and I don't remember the wording, but it was something along the lines of, we know that Vince is a potential liability. It was basically something along yeah. those lines. We know that Vince is a potential liability. And so this made people, I actually got a lot of pats on the back because uh, <laughs> people on social media said, you called this before they even closed, which, you know, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see it. But it's pure speculation outside of what we know. So we know that there's no lockup period on his shares. He can sell them anytime he wants. And we know that Endeavor publicly has said they're aware that he's a potential liability. That's all we know. People are already guessing, oh, he's out. He's out. They're like preparing for him to be out. There could be stuff going on behind the scenes that we're not aware of. But right now, everything aside from what I just said is pure speculation. But uh, yeah, he can sell them whenever it's, it's he wants. It's a what if as of right now. It's a what if outside of what we know. Yeah. Jonathan Corona says, you know, it would be cool, uh, Sean and Jimmy, if WWE and Impact and TNA do a Forbidden Door or show, because a lot of WWE superstars are from TNA that came from TNA, that would be cool. It would be cool, but they ain't ever doing that. WWE never. doesn't need them. But I'll tell you what I hope they do, Jimmy. After the buzz I saw around Impact 1000 and uh, some of the performances I saw, now granted, Devon did not look good in the ring, but Gail Kim looked every bit as good as she ever was. Uh, there were a lot of wrestlers that, like, James Storm can come back and wrestle. I think they should be doing a TNA nostalgia show every single year. I think that they should be bringing back people every single year and saying, hey, here's who we used to have, but also they're teaming with Deanna Perrazzo and Jordan Grace and all these great people that we have now. I thought that the way that they booked the Impact 1000 thing was very, very smart to get some more eyes on it. And I don't know what the hell Impact looks like next year, but... I thought that that was really great. And um, again, I was blown away with how good Gail Kim still was in the ring. Just incredible. And I agree with you. They've been around longer than people realize. You know, they've been around over 20 years. 20, 22 years. Yeah. And so they can absolutely. And most of, the, most of the talent is probably available with the exception of select guys yeah. that AEW would probably let them use. I bet yeah. you. 
So I agree with you. That's something they could absolutely do. But WWE to answer that super chat, never going to happen with WWE. Yeah, I just I just thought that was so smart. They were like, okay, we got awesome Kong and Gail Kim in this match, but we also have Trinity, Mickey James, Deanna Perrazzo, Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, Tasha Steeles. They brought back Angelina Love for it. She pulled a Rick Rude that night. Right. I thought that was very cool. Uh, really like that. Jonathan Corona says, to be honest, guys, I like this idea trade, but I want to know that I know there's no trade in wrestling. WDB gets Jade and Punk. AW get Mercedes and Edge. Win situation for everyone if Endeavor wants Punk. Well, I mean, Mercedes isn't under contract to WWE. She right. left last year. Edge's deal expired. It was just nothing like that. And also, it, you can't trade independent contractors because of the contract that you've laid laid out. There are some very rare exceptions. Like, for example, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson got traded for Ben Askren. But that's because both guys were like, yeah, we're just both kind of ready to make career moves. And it worked out best for all of them. So they had to draw up completely different agreements. So right. it's it's good in theory, but also it, it's not that easy. You can't do that unless their deals were drawn up in completely separate ways that would allow something like that, Jimmy. I can't recall that ever happening. The The only thing I can think no. of that's even close is, say, Brian Pillman when he kind of conned Eric Bischoff and then signed with WWE and Mike Awesome. But I don't think he had a contract with ECW when he went to WCW and then he had to drop the ECW title as part of the uh, the the deal to make peace. Aside from that, I don't recall a trade. So there was a rumor back in 2002, and I found an excerpt because I remembered this. This was from BackstageWrestling.com. Very clearly a reputable source because it's still around today. Uh, that wasn't sarcastic at all. It says, Godfather, along with another recently released WWE wrestler, Perry Saturn, were both part of a trade of sorts with the WWA promoter, Andrew McManus. Scott Steiner was originally scheduled to appear on the WWA overseas tour, but signed with WWE. However... E and A came to an agreement to have Steiner off the tour and on WWE television in return for Saturn and Godfather, who were WWE employees at the time, to work the Australian tour. So sort of, a little bit, WWA had some ambitions there, and uh, they, you know, a lot of the people that worked there ended up working for Impact, but uh, that's the only, I remembered reading about that years and years ago, but that, that's about it, but you know, we that's that's no different than a talent exchange. Yeah, and to me, that's just an appearance thing, practically. Like exactly. sometimes you'll hear about WWE will advertise somebody, and then maybe they're injured, and they send somebody else. 100%. You know, that, yeah, that's not really in terms of an actual trade between promotions where they're going to become full time with this one now, and that one's going to become full time with that one. I don't think I've ever heard of that. I think yeah. what you just said about Mighty Mouse is the best example I can think of. In terms of that, we got a bunch more super chats. What do you think of Trick Williams and Braun Man? Trick has improved drastically, uh, improved drastically, and that is a benefit of the Performance Center. Uh, Braun Breaker, he's really finding his groove again. It looked like he peaked very, very early, and now that we're getting to see more personality out of him, I think it's going really, really well. Uh, Jimmy, when I saw that. I, I think I was watching NXT. It was Tuesday night. I was at the gym watching NXT and I saw that flimsy ass wall backstage. I go, Oh, they drywalled that to go through. Braun Breaker has really blossomed as a heel. Yes. And uh, I still hate his name and I really hope someday they change it. And I know people don't like the Steiner name right now, 
but uh, I don't care. I, I don't care. Call yeah. I'd, I'd rather him be Braun Steiner. I thought Rex Steiner was perfect. Right. I agree. Perfect. I agree. I don't like Braun Breaker. I could see the uh, the the mainstream talk show host making fun of that, and yeah. uh, I don't like it. But um, he's really coming to his own. I'm looking forward to seeing some fresh matchups for him on the main roster. And everybody's talking about Spear versus Spear, so we got to have him and Roman at some point down the road. Yeah, they they very clearly wanted that piece of content on on their digital. Jared says, do you think Cody's other pals are next after Jade? Well, you're definitely implying QT Marshall, who FightfulSelect.com, best $51 a year in the business, uh, reported. Until Monday. Yes, until Monday. Uh, signed an extension through December 31st. So at that point, I'm sure he'll kind of reevaluate things, see how things go. Uh, but Ricky Starks is the big one. I haven't heard of him extending his deal or anything as of yet, but I don't know when his deal is up either. So. Do you think that WWE would ever contemplate creating a stable for Cody comprised of former AEW talent? Do you think that would ever come into their minds? Yes. Really? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. I do. I do. Rex back on edge Sunday. It'll be October. So, I mean, Rex Beck, I think, yeah, he should show up. I think that is the big one. And, I, man, if they get Mercedes and Edge, I think that in 2023, that approaches the loss of CM Punk. I think it approaches the loss of CM Punk. You get two for one, two marquee stars, one still probably not even in her physical prime, and another one with gas in the tank, and not only gas in the tank, Jimmy, there are a number of stories for him in AEW. You could book Edge in in your sleep for a year if if you get him. So I hope he's showing up. I think so. I think I agree with you when you say marquee-wise compared to Punk when you're talking Punk in 2023. Yes. I agree because Punk has lost a lot, a lot of appeal, I think. Over the last year, yes. Yeah, but in terms of Punk in 21, I don't think it's close. But in 2023, I agree. I agree. I think it's pretty close. I mean, I'll... You know, I'll do the old Twitter test. CM Punk has about 2.6 million followers. Mercedes has about 2.5 million. Yeah. And Edge, about 1.4. Doesn't tweet a lot. I think, yeah, I think Edge is bigger on Instagram and Mercedes I, is bigger on Instagram. I don't know about Punk, though. I, Punk think, I think, oh, Punk's big on Instagram. Is he? But I think people misunderstand or maybe don't appreciate the type of fan that Mercedes brings in. It's a completely different fan. Jared says, was Top Dollars firing out of spite? Weird he's gone. The other two hit row members are employed. Or do they have creative plans for Tahuti and BFAB? I haven't heard of any creative plans. Um, I mean, I don't want to say that Top Dollar being vocal got him in trouble. But, I mean, it didn't sit right with some people. But, I mean, listen. I, I subscribe to the Top Dollar method of don't talk shit and nothing happens to you type of thing. Uh, he was he was a good sport about the Michael Cole stuff. He had even pitched some things. W what did you think when you saw the top dollar deal? To be honest with you, I didn't think much about it because they hadn't been using Hit Row. So I didn't think They've much about it. They've been using them to get their asses whipped. That's well, it. yeah, exactly. So I, I didn't think too much about it. Uh, I, I can understand, you know, given the political climate, I can understand his, him being vocal could, could, you know, fall, make him follow to favor. But at the same time, they used him for outside endeavors. He did stuff on A and E, you know what I mean? Yeah. So well, that was before his 
first firing before yeah. his, right yeah so 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 obviously they saw value in him for things beyond the ring before but it, to me it would have been a bigger story if it row had been a featured act or had been an act that they actually utilized in some capacity but because they never did i didn't really think too much of it kate says that jimmy doesn't care about neck health i know that's true Wild Boy says, y'all have probably answered this, but if Punk returns to WWE, would you have him return at Survivor Series or save him for the Rumble? Survivor Series. Chicago, it doesn't get any bigger than that. For That'd be the for time to do it, 100%. Return. I agree. Yeah, and then you, you are, you're priming yourself for the Royal Rumble and, and, and whatnot. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to prime yourselves for NordVPN because, listen, there's a pay-per-view this weekend. You don't got to pay full price for it. I've often talked about uh, how much of a pay-per-view buyer I am. Take that any way you want it, but I'll tell you how I take it. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Fastest VPN on the planet, global server network, all that good stuff. That's great. But a big, big reason why I got NordVPN.com slash Fightful is all the pay-per-views I buy, all the money we're spending. We're trying to control costs as a company, as a household. You can get those UFC pay-per-views at a fraction of the price you're paying here in America. Plus, you can get all kinds of great content that you wouldn't normally see thanks to those services as well. Shows that are on overseas services, things that you want to watch a little bit early so you get on that UK time and watch them. Being able to change the interfaces of things like the WWE Network, maybe you don't like Peacock, anything like that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that ability while having the fastest VPN on the planet. Also, you just get so much more out of your internet experience with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Subscribe to, to Fight and AEW Plus. Watch AEW without commercials. Uh, watch Bare Knuckle Boxing. Watch UFC pay-per-views, boxing pay-per-views at the rates they're getting over in the UK. Change your virtual location with just one click. And hey, if you need any help using it, they got that 24-7 tech support. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. <clears throat> Sorry for the cough. Will says, got to admit, I love the NXT tease of Brian Pillman Jr. I do too. Uh, I mean, listen, I know he tweets a lot of stuff or says a lot of stuff that had a lot of people down on him and all that stuff and, and really dismissing it. I think this is the best environment for him. I think WWE was probably always the best area for him. Varsity Blondes peaked early. Listen, I like the Bengals integration. That's for damn sure with, with his father. Uh, he's a legend around these parts. And Bizarro Big L says, Sean, how was the Bengals game? It was awesome. It was great. Were you a I Bengals won. fan when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And did you know Brian Pillman, or you might have been too young to, to know Brian Pillman when he started in wrestling from football? You might have been too young. I It was – I. how do I put this? So – I was aware of Brian Pillman's football pass because he wore Bengals trunks. So uh -huh. that was the tie in there because that's why he did it. He had the Bengals stuff there. I mean, I was too young to see like the beginning of it, but yeah. you know, by like 92, 93, I knew that's why he wore that and, and all that. But uh, yeah, he I mean, was, I can't, he was one of my favorites for that reason. I can't help but think that Brian, I don't want to use the word sheltered, but I think that Sean and Hunter are going to take care of him because of who his dad was and their connection to his dad, I think. So, uh, sure. It's a good opportunity for him. It's a good opportunity. Bizarro and he works for it. It wasn't handed to him. Sure. Bizarro said to counter Jimmy's point, edge has neck issues. So trying to draft him into the next strong kingdom would be a pretty good first feud 
what he feels the biggest thing AEW needs to do to help retain talent. I mean, sincerely, Jimmy, Roderick Strong coming out there being like, listen, you and I have so much in common with his neck brace. This is, I mean, this is, this has been the knock on Roderick Strong his whole career is that he didn't have a big character or personality. And true. they've, he has never been more over outside of maybe a period in the Undisputed Era, but he was playing like second or third fiddle at that point. He is prominently featured, and people love him in this angle. It's really, really great. I don't disagree. And and like the, the graphic of him with the glasses kind of on tilted, a little sideways. <laughs> I don't disagree. I, I guess I just look at Edge when he's making his big debut in AEW. I envision him having a, a bigger marquee match to start. But I don't disagree. Like, Roderick Strong is the most over he's ever been. Sure. Um, <laughs> K775 says, Sean, any insight on what Gargano is filming? A little worried because Michael Cole didn't mention him as a former North American champion on Monday. Well, listen, he was at the PC, or not the PC, HQ on Friday. I don't know. He had filmed something a couple weeks before. Actually, I know it was with a, a person who was just let go by WWE. So, uh, like, a, a producer or something. But... I don't know what exactly he's working on or anything like that, but they had plans for him to come back this summer. He was ready to come back. I want to make this clear. He has been cleared since like late April. He's been good to go. I mean, he showed up and wrestled Omos on a couple of live events as well. And it felt like they were doing something with Champa with a like, where is Gargano thing? Like it felt like they were doing something and then they just, it just ended. It just stopped. Yeah. Bizarro Big L had also said, what do you feel is the biggest thing AEW needs to do to help retain talent? Um, pay them accordingly and book them accordingly. That's the biggest thing. Brash Monkey says, just watch Andrade versus Jay and Juice Robinson is the closest thing this generation has to a loose cannon. Brian Pillman, comedic gold. Uh, I agree. I love Juice Robinson. I mean, I really took notice of him in New Japan. I was one of those people that saw his work in NXT and I was like, okay, he's, he's giving his all to it, but it just wasn't, that was a better gimmick for Brian Danielson than it was for CJ Parker, the save the world gimmick. Uh, and now what juice is doing is, is incredible. He's been a big winner of collision. Loose cannon's a good fit for him because he looks it. he looks the part. Yeah, he does. Mike, the jeweler says, let's get back to the, hump. says, hi, SRS. Hello, boss man, van SRS. Oh, what's this Tony Khan and buys New Japan rumors going on? Any update on that? How'd that even start? If it's happening, is it a good idea for one person to have AEW, ROH, and New Japan? No, I don't think it's a good idea because uh, I was talking to my friend John Alba this week, and he said that goes against the very spirit of what created AEW, which is to not have a monopoly in wrestling. And Jimmy, a lot of people were like, well, he didn't outright deny it, but... He brought up a very good point, Jimmy. He basically said, why the hell would I buy it when I can just use their talent whenever I want without buying it? Let's get into this. So I think this whole, this whole thing started because Tony Khan said regarding Wrestle Dream, he said there's going to be a new era of AEW yes. beginning. That's kind of where it started. Then on the media call yesterday, he was asked uh, by somebody. By, by me. By who? By me. Okay, by you. I asked him because there was a Facebook rumor that he bought New Japan. Right. Right. And like, like, cause I saw Alba's post on, on Twitter and he said, Oh, he didn't deny. Sure. My yeah. first question is, let me ask you first, your thoughts on the rumor you're, and you kind of already addressed it. Your thoughts on the idea of Tony Khan buying new Japan. 
Let me start with that. What are your thoughts? I don't, I don't like it. I wouldn't like it. I don't think it'd be a good thing. I think it'd be terrible for wrestling. I think it would be a bad idea. Um, I don't think that AEW needs to buy New Japan. I don't know what New Japan's financial situation is. I mean, I, I'll, I'll put it like this. Aussie Open, Juice Robinson and Jay White all left New Japan for AEW. So that should tell you what the money and the living situation is like in that sense. Um, but I think it'd be bad for wrestling if Tony Khan and AEW bought New Japan. Aside from getting the tape library, why would they want to buy New Japan? And I, and I understand Tony Khan, he's a lifelong fan, and I think that's a big reason why he bought Ring of Honor, because he's, he's a fan. Aside from his fandom, why would he buy New Japan? What's the benefit to buy New Japan um, aside from the tape library, like I don't understand because he's already spread so thin already. He would have to have the current management group yeah. maintain things. Why would you want to do it aside from the tape library and aside from the fact that you're a fan? Like, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't see a, mo a, a point of doing it. it. The tape library is it. Okay. One other point I want to bring up. Uh, and I think it was Meltzer that asked him about this. I don't know where the hell all these rumors come from. So uh, Meltzer asked him on the media call about speculation that Warner Brothers Discovery is interested in acquiring a, a minority stake in AEW. And what I thought was interesting was Tony actually acknowledged that he's had discussions with Warner Brothers, Brothers about that. And he said that he's open to it. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, I thought, uh, you don't need the money. Your backer is your dad. He's a multi-billionaire. Yeah. So why would you do it? The only thing I can possibly think of as to why he would want to be doing that is number one, maybe they give him stock, Warner Brothers stock. So now you're a major Warner Brothers stockholder, maybe even uh, on the board. So maybe that's appealing. The other thing is maybe you are securing the indefinite future of AEW on Warner Brothers television by doing that. Other than that, why would you want to do that? Now you open yourself up, even if you're majority still. You yes. still have a partner now that you have to answer to. Why? I just don't understand why he would want to do that. I don't get the benefit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't seem like a very, very, it doesn't seem like a, a unnecessary deal at right. all. Yeah, it's hard for me to understand why he'd want to do it. Um, the other thing we should talk about is the streaming rights. Andrew Zarian reported that uh, AEW will start streaming on Max in 2024. He said that it's expected that the pay-per-views are going to air on Max, and there's still speculation that they're going to go to monthly. So they're going to go to 12 pay-per-views a year, and that Max will be the destination for those pay-per-views. This isn't surprising news because Max needs the content, AEW is going to get paid, and they're still not profitable. Like They need the revenue. How do you think the AEW fan base would feel about a monthly pay-per-view because it is a different fan base in WWE somewhat. Um, I don't think, I don't think they're that far off from having it between ROH and AEW as is. I mean, they've got the three or four ROH pay-per-views a year. Then they've got six or seven AEW pay-per-views a year. So they're close. They're, they're like 10 to 12 already because I mean, they're very clearly looking to break that ROH pay-per-view record with the hung bucks, MJF, Adam Cole, like they're very clearly aiming for that to to put some big names on that next pay per view. How do the Ring of Honor shows typically do? Do you know? I mean, not great, but I mean they've done better with the AEW promotion associated with it. Okay, all right. Well, the only thing that is is to be determined is are they going to put the pay per views on Max where you pay one monthly rate like Peacock, 
Or are they going to make people pay an additional sum? Because I think Bleacher Report, you have to pay an extra 10 bucks for that. And so I wonder if they're going to do something in addition for AEW as well. That's what we're going to have to figure out. I'll be interested in how people feel about a monthly pay-per-view if you have to pay an additional rate per show as opposed to a flat rate for all the max. So that's what we got to figure out. Yeah, and we've got people asking about the the TV deal uh, with WDB. Thunder Skydancer says, why isn't Raw NXT all the same rights deal? It is right now. I mean, it's on it's on the, the universal deal, but they'll they'll sell it whichever way makes them the most money. It sounds like they're saying all the same rights, like the same contract, because they're they're not on the same contract. No, no. They're they're part of I mean, I'm sure they're bundled together in some some degree. I think maybe time wise, but NXT was like a separate monetary because they added amount. that yeah 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 well, let's talk about that so we know that smackdown is going to be on usa starting next october i bet you they're probably going to lose upwards of a million viewers a week when they go from fox to usa usa is, is supposedly the front runner if they don't stay with usa it sounds like the top contender is amazon prime what are your thoughts on that and there's also speculation that there might be a change in night so what are your thoughts on that if they decide to switch nights and go off Monday for Raw? Uh, if they switch nights for if they switch nights off Mondays, I mean one, I think it'd be very very good for their viewership if they like did Tuesday, if it was like Tuesday night Raw or something like that. It'd be so weird. <laughs> it'd be so goddamn weird, right? Cuz 30 plus years or yep. yeah, 30 years now. They've been on Mondays. Whew. And what I, about I think, NXT? Where I think NXT go. Who gives a shit? They'd move them to Thursdays and be no big deal. Well, Amazon's got football Thursdays, I think. Unless they, although, the, you know, the one benefit of streaming is they can have two live shows at the same time. Yes. They, so, they can have their own TV shows network. I mean, I think NXT is a little bit more football proof than raw if that makes any sense but i think so yeah i mean i think tuesday would be it, all things considered i think tuesday night is sincerely the best night for a show like raw because there is no football competition mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and football is the biggest hamper to wwe it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be yeah. interesting to see how it all ends up yeah uh we got Jay Brown saying, if AEW gets edged, do you think Beth Phoenix could also join? Yeah, down the line, I think she certainly could. And that would be very, very good for AEW as well. That's like sure something nobody's even talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think so. Update on Thunder Rosa, Hater, Pack, and Private Party. Uh, Pack isn't factored in. Hater isn't coming back this year. Uh, one member of Private Party is still in the sling. And Thunder Rosa, I believe, is good to go. Burt Wayne says, Brian Pillman Jr. is a good dude. Know him fairly. Uh, blessed to be in this journey. He deserves this shot. I knew him before he was in wrestling. Like, I, I met him before he even trained because he's gonna, super local. The I'm going to tell the story without mentioning names, Sean. I'm telling okay. a story without mentioning names. Sean and I were at StarCast in 2017, oh, yeah. 18, something like that. And we're doing interviews at the, on the StarCast floor. And Sean's interviewing a certain talent. While, while he's interviewing a certain talent, there's another certain talent standing within earshot talking shit about us. Brian Pillman was standing next to that said talent, and I heard Brian Pillman do nothing but put us over. He did nothing yeah. but put us over, and he put over Fightful, and he put over you, and he did this while this other talent was talking shit about us. 
So I think very highly uh, of Brian which, Pillman. Which, by the way, that person had, did since apologize. I know that. Nice. I know that. I, I don't like that person. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make a good impression on me. Sure. But, uh, but uh, Pillman is a good dude. He's a good dude. And uh, and I, I wish him luck in NXT. I hope he does really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that the negative around that situation was overcome by the positive. Cause I was like, he didn't have to do that. Like he didn't know me shit. I agree. He didn't know me shit. Uh, Thunder sky dancer says meant the same contract as SmackDown. Well, I mean, that's because they can make more money selling them separately. If they could make more money selling them all together, they would. And he says, which 24 free agent would WWE and AEW uh, both most loathe to lose? Uh, would WWE fight AEW for the new Japan library and IP? Well, I don't think his deal is up in 2024 anymore, but it would have been Brian Danielson, but I think he's got injury time added on. In WWE, it is, I'd say it's probably Becky Lynch. Really? Becky Lynch, yeah. Becky so, Lynch you, is probably so you think they would rather lose like Roman Reigns than Becky Lynch? 2024, free agent. Oh, 2024. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. We got Burt Wayne saying Gorilla Press here in order to avoid AEW's problems with Punk. I'd hire Punk to teach promos at the Fed. I don't think, I think he wants to <laughs> wrestle. I think he wants to wrestle right now. And they don't want him to be teaching promos. Yeah, they don't want him teaching. <laughs> no, no. Does Deanna end up in WWE next year? I think she should. I think they should be going after her. I mean, obviously you're going to have Chelsea Green pushing them to sign her. You're going to have Britt Baker pushing AEW to sign her. Uh, I hope that Deanna Perrazzo makes an awful lot of money next year because, uh, She's she's proven her worth in in AEW, proven prove or proven her worth in Impact. She proved her worth when she appeared on AEW as well, though. Uh, Ryan says, going back to what Rick Boog said, he was replying to some fans in YouTube's and believed his career was killed when Vince left, and think his firing was due to a political power play. Again, if Vince wanted Boogs at the top of the card, he would have been at the top of the card when he pushed his way back in since like February. You know, with all due respect to Boogs, you know how sometimes when I've been laid off before, I don't know if everybody sure. in the chat, if anybody in the chat, I have been. Sometimes when you're laid off, you you make a, a molehill into a mountain and you think to yourself things that aren't necessarily true. With all due respect to Boogs, it was a budget cost due to the merger. I mean, that's what happens in these situations. That's what it was. There was nobody that had like a target. Oh, we got definitely got to get rid of that guy. You know what I mean? So it was it was an unfortunate necessity, and that's what happens in the corporate world, and that's what when, it was. When I worked at What Culture and I dealt with that absolute dipshit, Matt Holmes, the feedback he would give me is, you need to write more like this other person. And I watched how that guy wrote, and he dumbed down everything. He treated the audience like they were morons. And when I got fired by Matt Holmes, I knew it was because I didn't or couldn't write like that guy. But I wasn't like... Oh, it's this guy's fault. I knew who fired me. I knew who let me go. I knew who made that call. I knew if that guy wanted me there, I would be there. That's how it is here. If Vince wanted you there, you'd be there. Yeah, I agree. Any news on Dan Housen? He is injured. He will let you know that he is injured repeatedly. He is injured. That's it. He's he's injured. It's amazing the Twitter people, Sean. So many people take shots about, well, if Dan Housen was talented, they'd be using him. And then he'll respond to go, I am injured. Injured. Right. And and he told me outright in April, I was like, how you feeling? 
He goes, well, to be honest with you, I don't want to be on TV injured again because they hired me while I was injured. And that's, that was kind of the thing. Don't want to do that again. Uh, More, uh, that guy is so savvy, so brilliant, a wonderful dude. Collision to Monday if Raw moves. No, that that wouldn't happen because Tony doesn't want to compete with the NFL either. Exactly. He's got a vested interest in the NFL. He's been very public about it, that he won't compete against the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they're doing this show on Sunday night, honestly. Um, Serena D versus Phoenix. Yes, please. Also, Thunder is Gucci. That's what I heard, too. I heard that Thunder's good to go. Uh, that's what we reported on FightfulSelect.com, the best $51 in the business until this Monday. Uh, but, yes, yeah, Serena and Beth Phoenix would be a, a great one. After Saturday, where does Callahan end up? So I think that as things stand, Sammy Callahan is probably likely leaving Impact Wrestling. FightfulSelect.com, best uh, $51 a year in the business until this Monday, reported that his contract is up on Saturday. So Sunday rolls around. He can go wherever the hell he wants. He could show up to Wrestle Dream if uh, if he wanted to. But I think that because of his connection to John Moxley, he's going to get a look. I think that also he's going to uh, probably get a look as a producer as well. Let me ask you, uh, uh, just to kind of add to the speculation earlier, the whole uh, new era in AEW at Wrestle Dream, what do you think Tony Khan meant by that? I don't. I can't even possibly speculate because I know that after the Christian Cage thing, he's been pretty careful about what he says in that regard. And now, funny enough, if we knew Christian Cage was going to be this Christian Cage, I think that announcement would have been, you know, worthy. But I don't think he wants to say things that aren't going to live up to the hype. Okay. So I think that there is. Uh, I think he's got something up his sleeve, man. But I think he's also playing it close to the vest because people that I know haven't haven't uh, talked about it. You don't think they might fold Ring of Honor into AEW, do you? When they say an end of an era and a start of another one, I you know I think there's a possibility. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that they could say, you know what, we are going to do trios titles versus trios titles, right. world champ versus world champ. I mean, hey. Look at it this way. I've, okay. This is reckless speculation. Maybe I should save it for select. Fuck it. I'll do it. (laughs) I had somebody saying like, you know what? What if they, uh, hearing that maybe there's like an end of the year pay-per-view in New York or something like that. Not confirmed. Don't report it. Don't aggregate it. If you do, you're a piece of shit. Eddie Kingston's the ROH world champion. He's from New York. MJF's the AEW world champion. He's from New York. Main eventing that could sell some tickets. The Hung Bucks are ROH trios champions, right? Well, that's all that they're obviously draws in that regard. You've got Athena on this incredible run as ROH world champion uh, on the women's side. You could do a unification match there. If they folded that into each other, that would be pretty, pretty significant. However, AEW, especially Tony, loves to do like the AEW darks and elevations of the world. And he can't do that under our, or under our AEW because they've got the exclusive content agreement with WBD. Mm-hmm. However, he's been able to do some of that with ROH. It's become like their developmental territory in, in a sense. So it's hard for me to imagine them doing that unless they they say to 
WBD, hey, we really need a show like this. Like, we really, really need a developmental show. Unless they just look at things and they go, it ain't worth it. We'll just start Possibly. bringing people from the indies and they'll work dark matches like in WWE. I mean, I do question if the reason, because there's been a lot of complaint lately, but all the Ring of, uh, Ring of Honor titles coming back on AEW TV. Uh-huh. I do question if they're doing that on purpose because they want to maximize the publicity for those titles before they do unification matches like that. Yeah, that crossed my mind. I, I think the reason that Ring of Honor television exists is just because the opportunity came up to buy the brand. And Tony felt like I got to keep the brand going because he didn't plan this uh, like long term. That just kind of came up. So I think it shit. I bought Ring of Honor. Well, I got to keep it going. I think it's almost like an albatross. He's so busy as it is. And now you got to book Ring of Honor every week, too. You know what I mean? So it wouldn't surprise me. But uh, like you said, it's reckless speculation. Yep. Yep. We got K775 saying if WWE goes to Disney, could you see them doing additional programming, sticking on ESPN Plus, or maybe expanding their Hulu partnership? What do you think, Jimmy? There's so much programming as it is, but could I see them doing additional? Sure. <laughs> I mean, why not? There's so much programming as there is, as as it is. But uh, you know what? Maybe they could do more documentary style stuff. ESPN does a lot of sports documentaries. Maybe they could do more documentary style stuff. But yeah. uh, otherwise, the wrestling content is so saturated. I mean, who watches main event? You know what I mean? I do. Me. I'm well, of one. course you do. Of course you do. But, but yeah, most don't. There's just so much content. But sure, they could. Why not? After Sal, uh, we read that one. We read that one. Sarit says post merger with Endeavor. Uh, does is Vince fully in charge of creative? Uh, Triple H or 50-50 Vince Triple H. Also, is War Games happening at Survivor Series? Any chance of Punk signing with WDB or debuting? There's definitely a chance. Uh, I don't know about War Games. This Raw felt like a Triple H Raw on Monday. In, what, re- in what way? A lot of the booking decisions, like, I don't know, giving people wins before they get title matches, for one, seemed like one. Um, th- that's... That stood out to me. Champa being used, uh, Tegan Knox being used, Bronson Reed getting a push. It seemed very Triple H to me. What about Judgment Day again with Sammy and KO again? And Cody again. That was a good match, but I, it's going to keep going until Survivor Series. Survivor Series is going to be Cody, Jay, Sammy, Kevin against Judgment Day and JD. I hope they incorporate Jade and Rhea in there too. Like I think that Rhea and Jade being in that match would be kind of cool. Do you think, cause somebody suggested war games. Do you think maybe they might make that a war games match? They could. I think they could for sure. Do you think that there's an appetite from the fan base to have to deal with this shit for two more months? No, I'm no, tired of I, it. Yeah. I think it's oh. a lot. I think it's a lot to yeah. like, how are they going to stretch that out? Right, right. How are they going to stretch that out? My God. Uh, guys, we are wrapping up. We're heading over to the list goes on on FightfulSelect.com. But I am back here tonight for the post AEW show. But how about this? Over on the list goes on. We're going to talk about exactly how things got changed with Moxley and Phoenix last week. Because there were some big changes as a result. I mean, like immediate changes to the show and the upcoming pay-per-view as a result of that match, make sure you guys check it out. Of course, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We would appreciate it. Until next time, we're out. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.